All right, let's go. We'll start from Yud Aleph, Amid Aleph. We'll start from... Darash, Rabbi Ravuna Mutalishan. So it's about um, about 20 lines from the top. Last we're on the line. On Yud Aleph Amid Aleph. So Darash, we had so far two sheetas regarding a kilo. We had a kilo, which was the first kilo, the most uh, flimsy type of kilo. And that Gemara seemed to say that because it's so flimsy, it doesn't have a gag. That if it even, ha- even if it has 10 Tfacham, it's not going to invalidate the person's ability to get to the sukkah. Then we had a kilas chasanim, which had a gag, and that was this in-between type of kila, and that's going to be with yudfachim would be an issue, but with that, it's not going to be a issue, but less than, less than ten tfachim. Now the Gemara comes along with a, another opinion, Darish Rabba Rav Huna, Mutalisha Mekila, Afa Gag, and Afa Pisha Gavayasara. has seemingly a, a new possibility that by a kila, even which has a gag, which is simply we had till now we assumed was going to be an issue of Zobotan Tfachim. According to this opinion of Rabbi Ravuna, it is Mutur Afa Bishesh Lagag, and even though it's Ten Tfachim. So it's Ten Tfachim, it's going to be a gag, and still going to be okay. And Mark says, How is that? Why is that okay? Mark says, Kamak Rav Yehuda. This follows the opinion of Rav Yehuda that we had way back when in the Mishnah Damar Leosli Oyal Aray Umavat Leol Keva. That Oyal Aray cannot invalidate the keva. So we said that what the Mita has the status of a of a oil arai. It moves. This kila also technically it's something which moves, doesn't have not, not there permanently. And therefore again it's by definition it's considered oil arai. The sukkah, at least in comparison to this kila, is considered oil keva. It's not a real kavi, it's not obviously a, a, it's not like a house. But in comparison to this kilo, which is a movable, simple thing you can move around, it's certainly considered to be aray. An oil aray cannot invalidate the oil keva, which means, as we explained, where are you? You are in the oil that is the considered the kvias. And if the oil aray, which is on top of you, it does not in any way interfere because it, you, we don't look at it that, oh, you're in this new oil, this oil aray. The oil aray is, is meaningless vis-a-vis or in contrast to the oil keva. Therefore, the Allah is, you're not considered to be sleeping under the kila. You're sleeping under the sukkah. That's where you are. And the fact that directly on top of you is a kila is meaningless vis-a-vis the sukkah. And the most, that's what we found by Yehuda. The snan we had in our Mishnah, way back in the second parak, Amr of Yehuda, they used to sleep under the mita in front of the zakenim, which was again obviously the same type of same type of challenge. You had a mita, which was the oil aray. You had a sukkah, which was the oil keva, contrast to a mita. And we decided that was okay, no concern, no issue of sleeping under a bed in front of the zakenim, and he obviously felt it was okay. And again, the reason being is the oil aray umivati oil keva. So Gemara says, okay, sounds like exactly like Yehuda. So just say, Why doesn't you just say, Why is he saying this whole new case 
has to introduce a new situation. It sounds exactly the same. Kila is a temporary type of situation. It's immovable, therefore it's considered oil right? Sukkah, obviously, in contrast to that, is oil keva. So why does he have to speak it out in the way of a new case? Just say, Allah kavyuda, Allah kavyuda. Where says, no. Yam Allah kavyuda, have minahani milimita. The lagaba asuya. A mita is very different than a kila. Because a mita is made to, st- to, to use on top. That's what a mita is made for, to sleep on top of it. Therefore, there is more reason to say that the space underneath doesn't get a status of oil. It's not meant for that. It's not used for that. We had this by, we spoke about this earlier by the animals in the second parak. If it's meant to be used underneath the bed, if it's meant to be used underneath, we spoke about this at length in the second parak. But there was certainly a, a svar to say that once something is not meant to be used there, it doesn't get its chashivas of oil. It's, it's, that space is meaningless. And therefore, it's easier to say that a person underneath a bed is considered to be not in a new oil, not in a new space, because that's a space which is not meant to be used at all. However, by a kila, avakila de la suya, it's obviously made to be inside the kila, because that's where the canopy bed is for you sleeping inside of it. Maybe a maloi, maybe you'll say that's considered to be a significant space. It's made for that, it's, it's made to be used that way. And therefore, it's going to be considered that you're in a new space and not in the space of the sukkah. Kamash Malan, that no, that time of Yehuda, so Kamash Malan, this Chiddush of our, our case of Kila, that don't assume or don't think that the Svar of Yehuda is only because there was a bed, and that's why Yehuda held was okay. No, Kamash Malan, the reason of Yehuda is much more encompassing. It's a, it's a Yisrael, it's a, it's a principle which that principle would apply whether it's a bed, whether it's a keel, as long as it's something which is considered to be aray, and not something which is considered to be kuwa, that would be considered insignificant in contrast to the sukkah, and therefore that's the chiddush of this this memra of Rav of that so this memra of of Rabbi Ravuna to tell you that he's expanding or not expanding really, but really explaining. That of Yehuda's halacha and Yehuda's shita would actually apply not just by a bed, but by a kila as well, and therefore it's going to be acceptable. Now, I think that it's even a little more than we, than we spoke on last time. I'm just going this over. Yehuda's a tana, right? So Yehuda himself, again, we don't know from Yehuda what he holds. Yehuda's a tana, so he just has a case of a mita. That's all we have from Yehuda. It's interesting that when you have Gemara saying that this is a, a memra from 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 again Rabbi Ravuna who's an Amayra that he was saying it by Akila. Now, on one end, Rabbi Ravuna is is, an, is his own really independent shita. He's an independent shita saying it by a by Akila. And the Gemara is the Gemara is saying it, it's more than that. He's coming to actually, I don't want to use those expand, but really explain Rav Yehuda. I was just wondering, where does he know Rav Yehuda holds that way? Maybe Rav Yehuda only says it by a bed. You want to say it by a kilo? You, Rabbi Rav Yehuda, want to say it by a kilo? It's fine. But it's interesting, he, 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 he takes the liberty of attaching himself to Rav Yehuda and saying, this is Pshan Rav Yehuda. Now again, it's the way he understood Rav Yehuda, obviously. But 
he, he wanted to have a source from Matana. Source from Matana would be the only source that we have to such a, such a concept. And even with a significant type of, of canopy, such as the bed, it could work, is a Yehuda. So he's taking Rav Yehuda and using Rav Yehuda and expanding it and saying, Yehuda, even though he said it by a bed, that was the case he was talking about. He didn't mean it only by a bed. He didn't limit himself to a bed. He really held beyond the bed as well. And that's what Rav Yehuda is saying. So again, it's just, it's fascinating in the structure of the way he saw this. He wasn't just saying, he didn't want to just say his own halacha. He wanted to sort of pin it on Rav Yehuda and explain that was what Yehuda meant. Yehuda meant it more than just the bed, even though he said the words bed and he spoke about a bed. He must have, that that's just the case that Yehuda was talking about. But in actuality, he holds of Yehuda would expand it to the case of Kila as well, and that would all be, also be okay. The what? I know, but the, the Gemara does. I know. Oh, so the Gemara is putting words in his mouth. It's interesting that it starts by saying Darash, so it doesn't say Amar. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I have no idea what. It's, it's unusual language. Very unusual. I mean, yeah. So you're saying, uh, so, okay, so, so you're saying, so why, why do you want to blame it on. Yeah. Yeah, so, you're right. So maybe to refine a little bit what I was saying, it's not the rabbi of who wanted to do this, the Gemara wanted to do this. Good, and thank you. I'm saying it one step even further. Gemara wanted to use Etana to be able to go and, and pin it on. Because uh, I guess we, we have, so far, we had, we had uh, Gemara so far, which has a number of shitas, Kila, Kila's Chasanim, and no one held such a radical shita, even with a gag, even with Ten it's going to be ish, it's going to be okay. So Gemara wanted to find a authoritative place to pin that on, and the Gemara used the Yudah. Now Yudah seems to be the, I guess, the most authoritative place to be able to use to say, the, to say this concept. So that's the where the, the Gemara is coming from. And, and the Gemara didn't want to just, you know, say, uh, Stam, this is what he held. No, we, we, it's, I guess it's, it's enough of a Chiddush that we want to have a, something, something to go back onto. The Gemara uses Rav Yehuda, and then again expands Rav Yehuda, or, or more than the simple reading of Rav Yehuda would actually necessarily indicate, because Rav going into bed. So you're right, it's a good point. The Gemara did that, not, not Rav Yehuda himself. Okay. So that's the end of the Gemara we did on Monday. Next, new Halig Mishnah. Starting a new Mishnah. Start the Mishnah. Hidlo la saigefim is the last, or saikisam, vasika chagaba, psula. I already mentioned this um, Mishnah earlier on the test. Right, so a person takes a gefin, a grapevine, the last, which is like a pumpkin or gourd vine. Kisam, we said, is just uh, like ivy. V'sikach agaba. Psula. And he puts some schach on top. That is possible. How much schach does he, does he have? Obviously, it's only a minimal amount of schach. The majority of it is going to be the attached schach, which is the attached grapevines, or the attached uh, pumpkin vines, or the ivy. That is the main rave of the schach. And to that, he also combines with a little bit schach. That's possible. The simple reason is rave. Majority of it's going to be schach pasul because it's attached to the ground, and therefore it's pasul. Says the Gemara. However, if Ravivit is going to be kosher schach, and Ravivit is going to be schach that's attached, that's right, it's detached from the ground. Oisha cuts, and all you cut it. 
That's kosher. And this is obviously going to get into the, the discussion, which we're going to see at length in the Gemara, of is that going to be a problem of Tassim Limin Asi? And obviously Tassim Limin Asi is when you have a sukkah, that the sukkah was made in a state of, of pastless, made in a state of where it's possible, and somehow you made a kosher without actually doing something too significant. Well, we'll get to that more in the Gemara. We'll discuss this at the classic case of, of Tassim Limin Asi is the haystack. A person had a haystack, and he didn't build a sukkah, or does he, right, he digs out from inside the haystack, and that's his sukkah. And, the, and that's, everyone agrees that case is possible, and the reason being is because you never actually built schach. When you put your schach up, which is the haystack, there was no space for a kosher schach, and then you just pulled out some schach, so you created now a space without actually making, tasim, you have to make this sukkah in a state of kasher, a state of where it's kosher. This was never made in a state of kasher. That's the, that's the extreme case, everyone agrees is, is, is possible. Here, you did something similar, but as we'll see in the Gemara, maybe much better, because here you put it on, and when you put it on, it was possible. It was attached to the ground. There was no question it was possible. And then you did something by cutting it, which would seem to be very minimal. You didn't re-put the schach on, the schach was on already, and the Gemara will discuss the length, is not going to be so tasaminasi, but that's the clear mission which says it's kosher. Says the Mishnah, the, the famous rule which we've referred to many times, Zeaklal, if you want to know what the rule of kosher schach is, kosher mekabotoma, and engedum and aretz, emesachimai. The two major, or two really only criteria there are for, for schach are two, are two basic things. If it's mekabotoma, which means it's a shame keili, it's the same shame of a vessel, or it does not grow from the ground, obviously anything which is synthetic or anything doesn't grow from the ground, ein mesachim, you can't use that for schach. And the flip side of that, obviously, is which means it does not have a shame keili, and it also goes from the ground, that's a prerequisite. That's what you can use for schach, what you can use for schach for your sukkah. So those are the two requirements. Obviously, gefen, delas, and kisem, which are attached to the ground, is going to be a attached schach, it's going to be a puzzle, and therefore, you need to cut it. And obviously, when you cut it, it's going to be kosher. And similarly, the Gemara says, if you add on enough schach, kosher, and roiv of it is going to be okay, it's going to be good. And Rashi points out two very simple words, that's bittel b'roiv, which we had earlier as well. Bittel b'roiv, you took the minority amount of schach pasal, you took a majority amount of schach kosher, and in bavatel b'roiv, you do a bittel b'roiv of the schach pasal. That's a fascinating concept, again, as we mentioned, we spoke about it last time, you could do bittel b'roiv, you could do a bittel on this, on this schach it's as if Rashi had written this before. It's like it's not here. And that's what you're accomplishing through this slach puzzle. Now, again, just, I'm not sure, point, I think we pointed this out last time, but the, the main chiddush of Bittal is that normally Bittal, you can't see the, like, if you have a, a drop of milk falls into your chalent and you have 60 times the amount, but you see the milk, you have to take it out. You can't leave the milk there. And if you see it flowing again, you have to take it out. Right? Bittal doesn't work if you see the, the item which is, which is supposed to be Bittal. Here, obviously, you see the schach puzzle. It's clearly in front of you. It's clearly attached. And still, there's a possibility of Bitturah. I think we mentioned, we might have referred to this last time when we spoke it out, when we spoke about this um, Gemara earlier. But that's the um, tremendous chiddish uh, of, of Bittal. You can use the Bittal in, in this fashion. Does the Mishnah usually do that? The you can flip side, which is pretty cautious. Yeah, I think, I believe the Gemara, yeah, I believe the Gemara is going to ask the Suyimai. Doesn't it ask that? Yeah. Um, does it? Maybe not. I thought it did. 
Maybe not. Now, usually, the would ask on that. What's it coming to include? It's, it's, it seems to be redundant. Redundant. Yeah, it's a good it's a good point. I thought the one asked, but it doesn't look like it that way. It doesn't look over here. Okay, that's gonna need a shot. What 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 we're coming what we're coming to, what we're coming to include because you're right, it does seem to be redundant, especially saying both flip sides of the of the same of the same halacha. Okay. Zatigamara. Yasiv Rav Yasiv Kamedu Rav Huna. The Yasiv the Kamer, Oisha Katsudung Shera. Vamarav, Tsarachlananaya. So Rev Yasiv was, was sitting in front of Rav Huna, and he said over the Mishnah, that our Mishnah, Oisha Katsudung Shera. And he said, the Rav said, Tsarachlananaya. You have to do Nanua. Nanua we know means, literally means shaking, right now, like we have Nanua by, by, the, by the Schach. And that's going to somehow be necessary to make this look a kosh. Even the Mishnah just said katsatsan, but it was somehow implicit, according to Rav, that by the way, you also have to do nandua. You also need nandua. Now, why do you need nandua? So there's a long Rashi, the, fir- the first Rashi. I think it's an important Rashi. It's connected by it. Let's see it together. Because Rashi really ex- explains clearly the nandua and what it does and what it's trying to accomplish. So Dr. Rashi. You asked the Yisuf a comment. Hachi. Rav commented on that statement on the Mishnah and said, It's true, you don't have to go in, undo the entire schach, which means take it fully down and put it back up. But, You do have to go and make a slight shaking. Those that you put in schach when they were when they were attached. Lacha kitsitsas and after it is cut. Why? The tahavilu ahach kasia. So Rashi fascinating. That becomes like tasia. We know Rashi is obviously alluding to the fact, we'll see Rashi is in a moment, that there's a problem here of tasia liminasi. This sukkah was made in a state of kash, in a state of pasla. So it was made in a way which is possible. It was made with schach, which is attached to the ground. Says Rashi, okay, fine. So I have to do some sort of new making of the schach. So you would have thought that would mean taking them all off, put them back on. That would simply be necessary and put them on in a way when it's kosher, when it's detached. Says Rav, no. That it's unnecessary to do such a, such a we'll call it an extreme asiyah, such a big asiyah of actually taking it down. That's unnecessary. Do a much more minimal one of just picking it up and putting it down each schach. The law, if you don't do this, Nanua, it's psula, shuntasalunasi. Now, Rashi now gives us just the, the background. Where does that come from? It's actually Gemara later on, which we'll see. Rashi gives us the background. Da'achi mashma, sukkah is tasa. The pasuk itself is mashma, make a sukkah. Meaning, kshata oisir say, t'iruyil a sukkah. When you make it, it has to be ready fitting for a sukkah, for a kosher sukkah. V'leimanasi, b'psol shenaruyil a sukkah. Don't make it in a way which is possible, not fitting for a sukkah. V'ata misaknai, the ticket muet, and you go on misaka with a ticket muet. Kira de mashle bekatsitza, and this is going to be kosher with this katsitza with this with this with this cutting. 
And that's going to be sufficient. You pick up each schach, you put it down, and you put it back up. That's Rashi. That's considered to be more than just a uh, more than just a a, a tikkun muet, tikkun muet, which we the katsitsa by itself. That's not going to be sufficient. Something more than that. According to Rav, you need to pick each one up as an asai, a total asai, but it's very relevant to halacha. If when you have schach which is put down in the case of paslos, is a question. How do you actually pick it up? Rashi is a little bit unclear. I'm just picturing a, a, a bamboo stick. Let's say you use a bamboo stick. So it's down. Do you have to pick up one side or both sides? Do you have to pick the entire thing up or one side? The big machaik is a basically about that. What's considered to be nanua? Rashi just says, um, shake it, right? Rashi magbia. Rashi have to pick it up. It's unclear in Rashi. Rashi means both sides of it. Maybe one side's enough. That's called magbia. You picked it up. Oh, I can still hear that's magbia. There's many, many, I don't remember the names offhand right now, but I have to. Um, it, Certainly here, Magbiya is, is, is sufficient by picking it up. I picked it up. Or maybe Magbiya means no, the whole schach has to come off the sukkah. And if it's still leaning on the sukkah, it's not considered Magbiya. The whole thing is Tavach? It's possible. Yeah? It's possible. And if anything, it should be three Tavachim because I love it, but I, I, don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. that okay, I. The halacha, we, I think we're still going to hold it. I, I have to double check that. I'm not sure. I thought it was even just a small amount. And because they're new putting it on. But um, we'll have to look into that more. But again, that's, that's a machaikis achreinim. What, Pasha, what, what you need, you need to pick up both sides on one side, but that's the side point. But certainly, you need to have a asiya. And the asiya we're saying is picking it up. Hagbar, the nanua, picking it up. In other words, the katsitsa is not a significant asiyah. Because that's just, that's that's not considered a tasa. You didn't make it by cutting it. Making it, when you put it down, that's the making it. Or, we can get away with lifting it up. Okay, fine, I can hear this also on Nuah. You put it down, you lift it up, that's considered a Nuah. But just cutting it, is not considered a asiyah, and therefore the asiyah over here was made when it was put out originally, and therefore katsitah is going to be a problem. That's the sheet of Rav. Amalei Rav back in the Gemara, Hashmuel Amra, Says, what do you mean, Rav? Says, the Shmuel says this. So, Hadrinu of Yasef Lapay, Yasef returned back to his face. Atu, Did I tell you the Shmuel doesn't say it? Maybe you're right. Maybe. Maybe Rav said it. That Shmuel said it. Why are you attacking me for saying it was Rav? I never said it wasn't Rav. I never said it wasn't Shmuel. It could be Rav and Shmuel both hold this way. Not, nothing wrong with that. So what, what, what's the problem? So I'm going to refer to no. What I meant was, now I know that Shmuel said it, not Rav. I know Rav argues on this. That Shmuel Badafka said it. Shmuel is the one that actually holds. You need an anur. Rav disagrees. Why? Rav said it's kosher even without that. Rav holds just the cunning by itself as kosher. And you do not need, it's unnecessary to do the Nanua. And the Mara is going to prove that Rav held that way from a different, similar case. Kiyadr of Amram Chasida. Ram Chasida, Rama, Tchilta, Lepruzma, Dinche, Rama means he put in, 
Tchelta is Tchelas, which is just a way of referring to the strings and tzitzis. Tchelas usually refers to the blue string, but it refers to all the strings as well. Leparzuma is the clothing, din of his wife. And Shebesi is a reference to his wife. As Rashi points out, he holds that a woman is chayiv and tzitzis. There's a major machoikis in the Gemara. If women are chayiv and and based on the following question, are tzitzis called zman grama? They are time bound mitzvah. We hold they're time bound mitzvah because we don't wear tzitzis at night. At least no chiv to wear tzitzis at night. Others, other, um, and that's Rashi, Rashi he holds of, that when it says Reisa Maisa, you should see them, which we dashen from Prat Luxus Laila, you cannot, that is a, a clothing of night is, is possible. He learns the Pralexus Suma, coming to exclude the clothing of a blind person. Risa, it says a person who sees, not a blind person. So, Machlechus in the Gemara, what Risa Maisa comes to exclude? If you learn Risa Maisa comes to exclude a blind person, then a sukkah, then a person is chayef to a tzitzis at night. And therefore, it's not man gram, it's 24-7, a person is a chayef tzitzis. And then one more nechayef, because it's like any other mitzvah, which is a non-time-bound mitzvah that they're in. However, if you learn like we hold, that tzitzis are time-bound, because they are potter at night, then it's only mitzvah by day, then it's time-bound mitzvah, and then one more nechayef. So again, he held that the drash so comes to exclude a ksus of a sumo, ksus of a blind person, and therefore it's going to be chayef for women to do it. So he said, okay, he was making tzitzis for his wife. So what happened? Talon. Vulei pasak roshi chutin shalahen. Talon means he, he hung them, which means he stuck them in the hole, and did not cut the roshi chutin. He did not cut the ends of the strings. What does that mean? When we put in our strings of tzitzis, I know we've made tzitzis before, you start with four separate strings. Right? You put four strings, right? Four strings, you stick them in, and it comes on the two sides, and then you make the knots, wrap them around, that's what you have. He put them, he put it as one string, which means he took, he took a string, he folded it over four times, and stuck that in, and then with that, he was able to go and, not as, not as simply, obviously, but he's able to go and make the knots, I don't know how he wound, wound it around, it doesn't really work so well, but let's say he figured out how to, how to do that as well, truth you don't even need that, it's not accurate, only for mitzvah, you could just really tie it, and that's sufficient, so he tied it, and before, he actually cut them into separate strings. So he had these one string, folded four times, stuck through the, through the hole that's talon, and he did not actually cut the ends of the strings. So Aslach made the Rav Chia, Barashi. He can't answer Rav Barashi, what's that law? It's not going to be kosher now. Can I just, now he made them. Can I just cut the strings now at the end and let them all be separate? Now it's not going to be okay. Even though when it was put inside, it didn't have four strings, which is necessary for, for tzitzis. It had one string, and that's obviously possible. You need four strings for the tzitzis. It's not going to be okay. So again, let's, let's see it again. Kihadur of Amram Chasida. Ramat Chilta, the Prusma Dinshi he stuck the tchelis, which is the strings, of the, the clothing of his wife. Talon, he hung them, he, he stuck them in. did not cut the ends of the strings. And he came to him and asked him a question, is this going to be kosher or not? This was the psaac of Rav, that what did he say? That the cutting is considered the esia, which means that even though you're right, there should be a problem of Taslam and also the same way we have by Sukkah, and the, there is a, a similar drasha by 
by tzitzis. It also says by system, we should make them. And the Gemara makes the same drasha. There cannot be a soul and tzitzis of tas of lemonos. You cannot put them on in a state of pasless and afterwards do something like, and cut them and that would be okay. Or do something which makes it okay even though it's put on the pasless. Says Rav, this is okay. You know why? The cutting it, the slicing of the ends, that's called the asiyah. That's called the making of the of the tzitzis. And therefore, it's not a problem with Tassel Menasi, that Fakarit. That's considered the Asiyah. And says says of Chista, so too, Achanami, says the Gemara, Achanami, Kitasel Yasiyasan. So the, this was who talking, this is Amrav Huna. It's the same way that Rav said by the tzitzis, Psikasel Yasiyasan, so too Rav would say by the case of the Schach, Psikasel Yasiyasan, that cutting the ends of it, cutting the, the, off the ground, would be considered the Asiyah, considered the making of these, of the Schach. And therefore, it's not Tassel Benasi. You made it Bakashras. Had you make it Bakashras, the cutting is the making it. That's the new making it. That's the new way of, of, of creating this, um, this kosher, kosher tzitzis, and so too the kosher schach as well. And therefore, it's going to be acceptable perfectly as is, as no concern of Tassel Benasi. So the idea of Nanua is not necessary because Rav's saying that she is before the Nanua. That's 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 the Nanua. And Shmuel says no. Shmuel says no, we need a more significant creation, making it. And the only way it's going to be okay is if you actually do something like Nanua, picking it up, lifting it up, that's going to be acceptable to um to do it, and nothing less than that would be acceptable to create it. Do what? Say how would how would that look? I'm trying to think. It's a good question. How would that look? We untied like the last set of knots and then do it or something like that. Interesting. I mean, the last knots are not even necessary. It means really on a total level, all you need is really the fir- the top knot, the top knot a little bit around, and then so when the bottom be considered. Not sure. That's a good question.